Hello, my name is John Donahue and welcome to the Bite Size Podcast with Human Design. As always, the aim of this podcast is to give you simple bite-sized tips, strategies and insights to master the game of healthy weight loss without having to give up your life in the progress. And I have to say thank you to somebody, a few people gave a couple of reviews that helped uh, get a few new followers. So the podcast is uh, growing ever so slowly, or at least it's growing okay. And I actually really enjoy, I, I'm actually enjoying doing the podcast more than I thought. Uh, gives me a good chance to summarize all the latest information and, and try and provide you with some sensible uh, weight loss advice in, a, in a, a sea of madness, what I think it is anyway. And today we're going to talk about um, something that probably is not as common, but people still ask because, you know, people are afraid to eat calories at night. You know, it seems that if you eat after five o'clock, everything turns to fat automatically, according to people on the internet. But today I'm going to talk about is morning loaded or evening loaded calorie distribution when dieting, which is better for fat loss. So which is better for fat loss if you eat more in the morning or eat more in the evening? You know, when you're trying to lose fat and when you go on a diet to lose fat, there's kind of, there's a couple of ways you can distribute your calories over the course of a day. And there's kind of three broad, broad choices as to how we can manipulate this. Number one, you can have all your meals contain similar amounts of calories. So there's not much difference between calories consumed for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Number two, you can have what's known as a morning loaded calorie distribution. So this is where the majority of your total daily calories are eaten earlier in the day. Like, and the, you know, and the size of the meals progressively gets smaller as the day goes on into the evening. And then number three, we have an evening loaded calorie distribution. This is where your total calories are progressively increased throughout the day. So there's fewer calories eaten in the morning and the size of meals progressively gets larger into the evening hours. And when I talk about this today, I'll give a few summaries of my thoughts uh, as to why I think this is important in terms of the whole calories in, calories out thing. But today we're going to talk about which one is better or if one is better for fat loss, more calories in the morning or more calories in the evening. Now the timing and distribution of food it's kind of it's what's called a modifiable lifestyle behavior. So there's a lot of interest in understanding if the timing of your food and the distribution of your food over the day actually influences the success of your diet. And think about this scenario, right? Maybe you've created the perfect diet. You have your calorie deficit nailed down. You have the exact number of calories you need to eat each day for sustainable fat loss. You've nailed your protein, your carbs, and your fats in the right amounts, and you, you're getting enough vitamins and minerals, and you've got it all figured out except for one thing. You know, what happens if you're a big morning eater? You love to eat a big breakfast and then typically have a moderate-sized lunch and a relatively small amount of food for dinner. And what this making breakfast the biggest meal is usually referred to as front-loading your calories. You know, is this okay? Is it possible that front-loading your calories is a superior form of dieting? Because, you know, lots of people say, well, you should eat breakfast like a king, uh, lunch like a prince, dinner like a pauper. I don't know if that's the right order, but, you know, a lot of people say that. Or does morning-loaded calories cause more fat loss during your diet than other calorie distribution strategies? Or is it detrimental? Um, you know, can eating a big breakfast and a smaller lunch and dinner actually be a bad strategy? Uh, does it make it more difficult? And then what about the opposite approach? Maybe you love to eat a big dinner every night. Maybe your hunger is not high in the morning. Maybe it's only a bit elevated in the afternoon. And I have some clients who are like this. So a calorie distribution plan is set up to accommodate that. Um, you know, making dinner the biggest meal of your day is often referred to as backloading your calories. Okay, so morning, big breakfast is front loading. 
dinner in the evening, big dinner is backloading your calories. And the same questions can be asked of this approach. You know, is this ideal? Is it harmful? Does everything we eat at night turn to fat? You know, so this is a question that a recent scientific study attempted to answer. And I'll go through who was in the study, how it was conducted. And bear with me because it is important for the uh, for the answer to the question. So the study reviewed was called Timing of Daily Calorie Loading Affects Appetite and Hunger Responses Without Changes in Energy Metabolism in Healthy Subjects with Obesity. <laughs> That's a mouthful. It was done in 2022, so you could say it's pretty hot off the press. And as always, look, I, I subscribe. Every month I spend hundreds of dollars to research reviews from really, really smart people who summarize all the research. So this is a really good one because it's a good study and it was done in 2022. So who was in the study? It was 30 males and females with excess weight. They probably could have been classified as overweight or obese, but even though they were overweight or obese, they weren't, they didn't have any endocrine or metabolic diseases and they weren't taking any appetite suppressive weight loss medications. So the researchers described the subjects as healthy, overweight subjects who were otherwise metabolically healthy. And then what did the researchers do? Well, they had all the subjects in the study follow, a, a, sorry, a four-week morning-loaded diet and then a four-week evening-loaded diet with a one-week washout period. So in between, they didn't do the diet. Okay, they had a week's break. Now, half the subjects started with the morning-loaded calorie diet. And the other half did four weeks of the evening loaded calorie diet. And then after four weeks, they had this washout period and then they switched over. So this is what's known as a randomized crossover controlled feeding study. So let's break down each of the terms so you know that it makes sense, right? So randomized basically means that half the subjects in the study were randomized to start the morning loaded diet. So they got most of their calories in the morning and get less in the evening. And the other half of the subjects were randomized to start the evening loaded diet, so lower calorie intakes in the morning, progressing to more and more calories in the evening, which is kind of probably what most people do, I see anyway. It was termed a crossover study because all the subjects followed both diet plans, all right? So they, 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 they had to do both diet plans because they wanted to test the difference in each. So whatever diet they started with in the first four weeks, they then switched or crossed over to the other diet for the last four weeks. And this ensured that all the subjects were kind of able to follow both calorie distributed diets throughout the study. Now, the controlled feeding aspect of the study detailed that all the food was provided to the subjects. And because of this, the total daily calories were controlled as best as they could. Um, and the study was also called free living. And that means that the subjects were not required to live in the research center during the two different four-week diet phases. So they lived at home and they were able to participate in their normal lifestyle activities. But... They were required to travel to the research laboratory three times a week in order to get their body weights recorded, get their food provisions for the next few days. So what's cool about this study is that it took the best of both worlds with respect to having a free living environment while also controlling as many variables as possible. Because a lot of studies are done in labs. So I might often say, well, studies in a lab show that if you follow this calories, you lose weight and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we all live in the free world. Um, we're not all logical human beings. So it was good that this tested conditions in the real world as well now one of the drawbacks to having people live in a you know in a research center as i said for several weeks is that it takes them out of their normal routine so the temptations that they face with eating uh junk foods or processed foods they're not part of the diet so that's why you might get certain results because people weren't you know exposed to the normal foods and temptations they get exposed to every day so while they were allowed to live their lives freely, they were also required to have constant contact with the research staff throughout the entire study duration, which was pretty cool. So they met with the research staff three times a week during each four-week diet phase, 
And then they also had these body composition assessments that took place before and after each phase. So it was a great level of control. And this means it was a really high quality study. So basically the study kind of maximized the benefits of people living in the free world uh, while limiting the drawbacks just by having a really high demand for, you know, good research staff observations. Now, what were the nutrition details were? As I said, they were randomly assigned to two four-week diets, but both diets were the exact same calories, all right? So the diets were designed to provide the same macronutrient composition. So they had 30% protein, 35% carbohydrate, and 35% fat. And that was whether you were doing the evening loaded calories or the morning loaded calories. But the whole total calorie intake was the exact same. And during each four-week diet phase, the subjects were provided food that contained calories equal to the resting metabolic rate. So the important thing to focus on this study is that the distribution of the calories was the only variable that separated one diet treatment from the other. So both four-week diet phases had the exact same amount of calories per person, but it was just different in how they were distributed over the course of the day. So some had most of the calories in the morning, some had most in the evening. Whatever results happen, that means it can be attributed to the different distribution of the calorie intakes by the subjects during the four-week study. So that means it's a pretty comprehensive uh, study. And the study also tracked a couple of different variables. So it tracked body composition, and it used what's called a four-compartment model. So that was a DEXA scan, a BOD pod, total body water measure. So this was a really high level of tracking and recording. Uh, They measured total daily energy expenditure, and that was assessed with a thing called doubly labeled water. Now, this is a really expensive protocol. There's not many studies done with this, but it's really, really accurate because it's the gold standard for measuring your metabolic rate, or or in other words, how many calories you burn. And it was great because they could do this outside the lab. So basically measured how many calories people were burning each day, even though they weren't living in the lab. And because of this, if there was a metabolic advantage to either morning more calories in the morning or more calories in the evening this measurement would have identified it and then hunger was also assessed for three full days during each four-week diet so they were instructed they complete a hunger questionnaire every hour from the time they woke up until they went to bed this would have been great because people would have really clued in got clued into their hunger sensation throughout this study so they would have learned a lot and the hunger questionnaire contains six questions related to motivation to eat uh hunger fullness Uh, how much food they thought they were going to eat, uh, the desire to eat, and their preoccupation or thoughts with food. So what were the results? So as we look at the kind of the results of the study, remember that the total calories, the meal frequency, and the macronutrient composition, in other words, the protein, carb, and fat makeup of the diet, were matched between the morning-loaded diet and the evening-loaded diet. And this was to ensure that the only, if change happened, it was only due to the different calorie loading throughout the different times of day. So, there was no differences between the two diets for total calorie intakes. And there was also no, as I said, no difference between the macronutrient intakes. And believe it or not, people's meal times were also kind of similar in the four-week diet distribution plans. So breakfast times only averaged a 10-minute difference. Lunch times had a 12-minute difference. And dinner times had a 19-minute difference. So all in all, this was a really tightly controlled study that you know compared apples with apples. All right, so most studies, you know, you'll hear them online, people saying, well, this low-carb diet was better than this low-fat diet, but the low-fat diet had 500 extra calories per day, so they're not comparing like per like, so they often get misinterpreted. This was a really good study. So both the four-week diets resulted in a significant amount of weight loss and body fat loss. The morning-loaded calorie treatment 
resulted in a loss of 7.3 pounds, which is about 3.3 kilos. And the evening loaded diet treatment resulted in a loss of about 7.4 pounds or 3.38 kilos. So body fat losses were also very similar with each diet causing a 3% reduction in body fat. And then similarly, body fat changes, there was also no real differences between the two um, uh, total daily energy expenditure, okay, with less than a 1% difference. All right, so the morning loaded diet, they burned about 2,871 calories a day, while the evening loaded diet, they burned about 2,846 calories per day. So the research has also measured like resting metabolic rate, the, the thermic effect of food, in other words, the energy cost of digesting the food. They measured their physical activity expenditure. And as expected, there was no difference in people's total daily energy burn between the two calorie distribution diets in any of these um, studies, okay? So the authors basically said, here we clearly demonstrate that calorie utilization does not vary with the time of day, right? So basically, doesn't matter if you eat in the morning, most of your calories in the morning, or you eat most of your calories in the evening, you'll still lose the same amount of weight, you'll still lose the same amount of body fat, you'll still burn the same amount of energy, as long as you're in a calorie deficit. So it, this is good because a lot of people freak out and oh, say, I can't eat in the evening, I can't eat after five o'clock, everything just turns to fat, carbs turn to fat, it's like there's a magical switch where your metabolism suddenly changes. I mean, it's absolute nonsense, okay? All, Obviously, there's other reasons for not eating most of your calories late at night because, I, well, for me, it affects my sleep too much. So I, I'm trying to cut back my calories at night, but just the way I work, I don't get home to 7 o'clock, so I don't eat dinner to 7.30. But for a lot of my clients, they do eat late at night, either with social occasions or with uh, work dinners, conference events, industry events. So this is good to know that you can either do morning or evening as long as you're in a calorie deficit. And again, it comes back to this calorie deficit thing. And I want to make another point here. You know, people on the internet always criticize the calories in, calories out thing. They say it's not as simple as that. And they're right. It's not as simple. But at the highest level, it is an energy balance equation, weight loss. It's a, You have to take in less calories than you burn. But the way you do that can be affected by lots of different things. So, for example, if you slept really badly, uh, it increases a hormone called ghrelin, which is a hormone that makes you feel hungry. So therefore, you're more likely to overeat. So yes, hormones play a part. Uh, appetite plays a part. The, where your stress levels play a part. But it ultimately, at the highest level, it still comes down to this calories in, calories out. Now, it also they also looked at hunger. And it showed that the morning-loaded calorie distribution had a significantly lower hunger score compared to the evening-loaded calorie distribution so basically, hunger was not as much when people ate more in the morning. And four of the appetite-related measurements, measurements were significantly better in the morning-loaded calorie distribution. So if you had more calories in the morning, there was four measures of hunger that were actually significantly better. Now, an important point here is this improvement in hunger when you front-load your calories didn't actually lead to any body composition or metabolic advantages. But hunger is something that we want to manage as much as possible when we're dieting. Because guess what? When most people diet, they go too low in calories and they're starving throughout the day. So hunger can make you massively overeat, which can start a craving cycle, which can start a diet binge cycle. So we don't want that. We want to manage hunger. So this study provides a really, really good potential strategy to experiment 
with yourself. So if you're somebody who feels really hungry and you have difficulty getting your hunger under control, then set up a mini experiment. And I've talked about this in other podcast episodes about experimentation mindsets. You could set up a mini experiment that manipulates your calorie intake that favors a morning loaded approach. So, and you're probably sitting there going, if you don't eat breakfast, now you're probably thinking, oh, no way I could do that. And I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just saying it could be a good experiment if you're really struggling with afternoon cravings and overeating at nighttime. You know, you could set this experiment up for a week and then you could monitor your feelings of hunger to determine if the approach is successful in reducing hunger and actually taking in less calories. Now, this study was really cool. It had a lot of strengths. All the food was provided to subjects. There was a good balance between free living conditions and and, uh, regular check-ins. There was good body composition measurements. It wasn't just weight. It was body fat via DEXA and their metabolic rate was measured. It was really cool. There were some limitations in that, you know, there was no mention of physical activity or training status mentioned in the study. So a lot of people I work with train a couple of days a week. So, you know, I'm assuming that the people weren't were sedentary and not really exercising, but, you know, given the type of work that you're going to do, if you exercise in the gym and all, you know, is a calorie distribution plan of favors the morning or evening better for people who weight train? or do cardio, who knows, that was one limitation of the study. And also the food provision instruction was a limitation because even though the study reported that hunger was uh, suppressed in the dieting subjects when they were following a morning loaded calorie plan, but this reduced hunger didn't actually result in any additional weight or body fat loss. And, And typically when someone is actually less hungry, they eat less and the result is a loss of body fat. So it could be possible that because the subjects were physically handed all their food and beverage intakes and were told to consume the food provided to them, this could have overridden their kind of natural desire to consume less food and then it could have altered the study outcome. Who knows? You know, if the study was conducted in a way that the subjects could eat as much or as little as they want, then maybe the morning-loaded calorie distribution could have a positive effect on longer-term follow. So here are some strategies that I recommend for you if you're trying to lose fat. Always remember, you're an individual, which means you have a whole life to take into consideration. So I can sit here and tell you that morning loaded calories reduced hunger, uh, but morning and evening loaded calories didn't really change body weight loss as long as you were in a calorie deficit. But you have to pick what works best for you. So like I said, some people don't eat early in the morning. You know, some people prefer to overeat at night. But in my experience, most people take in too many calories at night because they don't eat enough in the morning. And then by afternoon, they're starving and they don't usually reach for healthy food. They usually reach for the unhealthy options. So, you know, at the start, I do tend to give some general recommendations or strategies to clients, but more often than not, I'm looking at what will benefit them personally. And that is the benefit of one-to-one coaching so that you can I can get to do that with clients. I can get to manipulate or help them manipulate their diet in a way that suits them. You know, Does morning or evening loading fit your appetite? Does it fit your schedule, your social life and your goals? You know, maybe you're somebody who has evening family meals that require you to eat more in the evening because maybe food's a big part of your culture and family gatherings are important. You know, there's little nuances and little peculiarities in dieting strategies for fat loss, you know, past the whole calorie deficit thing. And this study was really cool because it did pay attention to that. And, you know, I think it's fairly evident now, like if you stick to the same relative calorie deficit over a certain period of time, you will achieve weight loss no matter how you hit the calorie goal. It doesn't matter if you eat more in the morning, more in the evening. As long as you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. So that's cool that this study highlighted this. 
And, you know, the study was also tightly controlled, but outside of a lab, like I said earlier, in normal living situations, people's lives tend to have less control. So that's where paying attention to your individual responses to hunger, fullness, a desire to eat, your thirst, and even how often you're thinking about food are really, really important because these are the real things that can derail your efforts, you know, ultimately end in failure. So one of the most important things you can do when trying to lose weight is to pay attention to your hunger cues. Pay attention to what you're eating and how you're responding to that. You know, are you hungry or ravenous in the afternoon and in the evening? And does this lead to you eating more calories in the evening? If so, maybe you could switch to a morning loaded calorie control plan. You know, my humble coach's opinion, most people skip breakfast or eat very little in the morning and overeat mostly at night. And their body's fighting back after a day of restriction. So, you know, maybe they don't eat in the morning because they're not hungry in the morning, but I would argue that it's a mental thing. I think people are either eating too late at night and then they're not hungry in the morning or people want to get a jump start on their calorie reduction. So they think that missing breakfast will get them ahead, but it comes back to bite them throughout the day. I think a lot of people also drink coffee in the morning, so it doesn't really make you feel like eating. That could be another reason. But if you're starving at the end of every day, you can only fight hunger for so long. You've only so much willpower to stop yourself from giving in. So why not mitigate that by eating more calories early in the day when you're using the most energy also? So the key here really is to structure your meals to best suit your needs, but you must pay attention to those needs initially. So the best, as I, like I always say, the best weight loss plan is the one you can stick to. So it's important to pay attention to how you like to eat through the day. So now that you know that if more of your calories in the morning, or more of your calories in the evening, it doesn't affect body fat loss, doesn't affect body weight loss as long as you're in a calorie deficit and when your calories are matched. So it, people will say, well, it's better to eat cal- more calories in the morning. I'm like, well, how? If, you know, what they usually do is compare more calories in the morning, but the person might have had less calories overall throughout the day. The good thing about this study was that the calories were matched in both plans. All right, as usual, I went on a bit longer there today. I thought I could keep these to 10 minutes, but sometimes when you're looking at a study, it's important to explain it. You can't get it across in a 20-second soundbite on an Instagram reel. So as usual, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you get the podcast. I hope you get something from it. If you do like it, please leave a rating. As I said, thank you to those who've already done it. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. I know you're taking time out of your day. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, have a great day. And I'll be back soon with more podcasts.